Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Today is August 5th, 2021, and our first story Landlords are suing Joe Biden over the blatantly illegal eviction moratorium enacted by the CDC. The Supreme Court already said you can't do this, and Joe Biden decided to do it anyway. There are signs that there is an expectation that more restrictions will come and maybe even a lockdown here in the U.S. In our next story, Ron DeSantis of Florida tells Joe Biden he doesn't want to hear one blip about COVID until Biden stops importing the virus through the southern border as more and more illegal immigrants are found to be COVID positive. And in our last story, Democratic Rep. Cori Bush tells working people to suck it up. She spent $70,000 on private security, but she still wants your police to be taken away. While I don't completely agree with her on taking away people's police, so long as the police are working more to defend the extremists, I don't think we should be supporting them. If you like this show, please leave us a good review. And if you really like the show, share it with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. The landlords are striking back, filing a lawsuit against Joe Biden to end the nakedly political eviction ban, so they say. Now, Joe Biden enacted an illegal eviction moratorium after the longstanding moratorium had expired. He had gone to the Supreme Court seeking an extension, and the Supreme Court said, you do not have the authority, nor does this court. Congress must pass legislation. But Congress was unable to do so. It's very difficult to mandate that someone give up their private property to someone else. And longstanding precedent says if the government wants to take someone's property, they have to pay. Eminent domain, for instance. This policy was clearly illegal, and even Joe Biden knew it. Now, many are saying this is going to backfire because Joe Biden is going to lose in the courts. It's going to trigger massive progressive outrage who will then demand that Joe Biden stack the Supreme Court. At least that's the narrative. I'm not quite sure the Democratic establishment would be upset by that, though. I think it's funny. Political rights a story saying now you're going to have to pack the court. And that's a bad thing for Democrats. (laughs) No, it isn't. But the bigger question remains, will we be entering a lockdown? And I think it's entirely possible that we enter some kind of lockdown. I don't think it'll be the exact same as I've mentioned in previous segments and in other segments you may hear today. I think ultimately what will happen is they'll lock down, but then be like, okay, now if you're vaccinated, you're good. It's kind of an inverted vaccine mandate. 
In New York, they said, hey, if you want to go do a thing, you got to get the vaccine, which is in essence a partial lockdown. I mean, it means many people aren't going to be able to go out to certain businesses. These businesses will then suffer and not get as much money. And the idea is from Bill de Blasio that he wants to pressure people to get this vaccine. Well, my friends, vaccine boosters may be on the way. Right now, I'm already hearing from many people on the left saying we always knew vaccine boosters were a possibility. Now, we haven't. There's there's nothing cleared by the FDA, but some people have already gotten boosters. Those who have gotten the Johnson and Johnson vaccine because of its lower efficacy compared to the mRNA vaccines are apparently eligible in some places. I think in San Francisco, they may be giving people boosters already. And there were reports online of people getting actually four shots because they're getting two different vaccines. I tell you. From the sound of things, it's not going to be ending anytime soon. In fact, some other countries like Australia and New Zealand, we're already seeing the crackdown, the serious enforcement, the lockdowns, the military is being deployed. So I bring it back to the landlord suing Joe Biden. Is this going to end anytime soon? Well, Joe Biden's new moratorium, I think it's about two months. And the unemployment payments have, are, are still in operation until September. I don't see a good reason why they will just stop. In fact, with the, the, the explosion of COVID cases, the reports about nurses quitting and the shortages that we're facing, it seems like we are, we are less equipped now for an outbreak of, some, of COVID or a variant than we were a year ago. I mean, think about it this way. They're coming out saying lockdowns. No, we can't do it, but there will be restrictions. A year ago, we were at the peak of uh, or it's a year and a half now. We were at the peak of the, um, of the American economy. I mean, the economy was doing great. We had all these resources, all this access. People were flush with cash. And then COVID hit. People freaked out. And we were unable to effectively deal with this. Many people lost their livelihoods, lost their jobs, businesses, their homes. The homeless population started going up. Homeless campments everywhere. Now, after all of that economic downturn, we do it again? Imagine what will happen if we did it again. But more importantly, are we even able to stave off a major spike in COVID cases in a weakened position? Like I said, we were, we were, we were at our strongest last year. Sounds to me like there very well may be some lockdowns. But first, let's take a look at what's going on with the landlords, because if they win this, it may spell very bad news for the lockdown crowd, the restriction crowd, and it could result in the, uh, the country reopening. Now, before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member to get access to exclusive segments from the TimCast IRL podcast, as well as an ad-free experience when you are browsing our fierce and independent journalism. The mainstream media, they do not like that I am expanding and launching a news outlet. We're doing a fact-checking, a totally separate company, a nonprofit to do fact-checking. I've long talked about this. We've got two new shows in the works. We're going to be expanding like crazy. And the competition, the mainstream media, they're not too happy about that. So support our work, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends if you really like it. Here's the big news. Landlords sue to stop Biden's nakedly political eviction ban. A coalition of 11 housing industry groups said in a statement Wednesday evening that they opposed the new ban. Trade groups representing property owners late Wednesday sued to block a new federal eviction moratorium that President Joe Biden himself warned this week was on shaky legal ground. The Alabama and Georgia chapters of the National Associations of Realtors filed a motion in federal court to vacate the ban that the CDC ordered Tuesday. The same groups led a legal challenge against the prior federal eviction moratorium that expired Saturday, a lawsuit that prompted the Supreme Court to cast doubt on the CDC's authority. The Supreme Court didn't say 
you can't extend this. I mean, they did. But what I mean is their statement was broader than that. They said you cannot have an eviction moratorium. Think about it this way. You're a retiree. I once lived in an apartment. I lived in an apartment above. It was in the home of, of some retirees. They were old. They were in their 60s. And their house was their investment. It was how they were planning on retiring. They did not have a lot of money. Imagine someone lived there and wasn't paying. You're on fixed income. What do you do? And then the government comes out and says, you can't kick them out. They are forcing you to give your home to somebody else. How can the government do that? Well, the Supreme Court says you can't. The real estate groups which have warned that their members are facing substantial financial losses from the moratorium said in a legal filing that the CDC caved to a tidal wave of political pressure from outraged Democrats when it revived the eviction ban despite clear warnings from judges who said the agency lacked the power to enforce it. The CDC appears to have acted in bad faith, the group said. The new legal challenge will fuel further chaos around the federal government's safety net for renters still struggling to pay bills during the pandemic. It will likely set off a race against time for policymakers to find ways to accelerate the release of $46.5 billion in rental aid, which was designed to backstop renters and make landlords whole, but has faced severe state and local bottlenecks. They shut the country down. We are, we are now reaping the rewards, I mean that figuratively and sarcastically, of that failed policy. No, okay, I think it's fair to say that many people would say the lockdowns helped slow the spread. But sure, but like a year, it was, it was, it was like a year and a few months of lockdown. Was that really necessary? I'm not going to pretend to know. I will say this is, a, this is a mess of the government's own doing. You can't sit here and say the government has a right to do things like mandatory vaccines, shut down the country, and not give anybody anything in return, or to say the taxpayers foot the bill. We are, we are not supposed to be this centralized authority nation. That's apparently what we are. Landlords are taking on the Biden administration again after warning that they lost billions of dollars each month under the original ban, which the CDC first implemented in September. The revamped moratorium the agency imposed this week is targeted at areas with high levels of COVID, currently about 80% of counties. A coalition of 11 housing industry groups said in a statement Wednesday evening that they opposed the new ban and that the administration itself noted it lacks the legal authority for a more targeted eviction moratorium, in which case, if, if he said it, what's stopping you from just evicting people? About half of all housing providers are mom and pop operators. The National Association of Realtors President Charlie Opler said without rental income, they cannot pay their own bills or maintain their properties. Biden allowed an earlier iteration of the eviction moratorium to expire Saturday because of Supreme Court warning that the CDC exceeded its authority. But the White House reversed course this week and enacted a more targeted ban in response to a major backlash from Democrats who warned millions of Americans were at risk of losing their homes. I can only imagine there are a lot of landlords who are Democrats. I can only imagine many of these people right now are fuming. And this is going to spell disaster for Democrats moving into 2022. This may be why we're seeing many independent voters now souring on the economy, on the Biden administration, on Biden himself and the direction of this country. They say the, uh, the administration initially said its hands were tied by the uh, by the June Supreme Court opinion and tried to put the responsibility on Congress to extend the moratorium. But House Democrats could not muster the votes to pass an extension before leaving for August recess. The legislation was also expected to be blocked by Senate Republicans. The industry groups suing the Biden admin on Wednesday recounted the timeline as evidence of why the ban should be overturned. They said the CDC extended the moratorium for nakedly political reasons 
The new eviction ban the CDC announced Tuesday is scheduled until October 3rd and applies to counties experiencing high levels of community transmission. The Biden admin scaled back the scope of the ban as it scrambled to come up with a new safeguard for renters. But the revamp moratorium still left landlords irate, said National Apartment Association President Bob, uh, CEO Bob Pinnegar. Property owners were livid over the about face after the CDC said in June that an eviction ban renewal through July was intended to be the final extension. The expected challenge from housing industry groups comes after Biden and the White House officials gave conflicting messages about the new policy's legal grounding. More than that, Joe Biden was asked about mandatory vaccines nationwide, and he said, "Those are that we're still looking into those questions. And then someone came out and said, no, 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 <laughs> we're not going to do that. Yeah, I think that would be really, really bad for Joe Biden. But Politico, they go on. In a news story, they say how Biden's Supreme Court throwdown could backfire with candor. He might come to regret the president acknowledged the court's conservative majority could reject his revised eviction ban. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code pool offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply president joe biden's audacious move to assuage liberals by extending a pandemic related moratorium on evictions puts him in a position he has so far avoided inviting a high profile showdown with the supreme court if the court as expected shoots down the policy it could also wind up fueling the progressive drive for Supreme Court reform that Biden has been so lukewarm about. Quote, it will be a powerful addition to the progressive bill of particulars against this court, and it could well accelerate the demands for court packing and other muscular steps, said Jeff Shessel, a historian and former speechwriter under Bill Clinton. Under intense pressure from liberal Democratic lawmakers and activists, Biden announced Tuesday about the revamped uh, policy. And, and this we know, this we know. I think it's a silly argument, to be completely honest. Politico, you think Joe Biden doesn't want to pack the courts? You think the Democratic Party doesn't want Democratic control of the Supreme Court? Of course they do. If if you want to actually push this story saying it would backfire, I'm going to say, no, 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 you mean it sounds more like you're saying it's on purpose. It's not backfiring on Democrats if they pack the Supreme Court and shut down the conservative majority. That's right. What do we got? They, 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 they add three more justices. And then they, they get uh, just enough. I believe that would be seven to six. Would it, would it be three? They, uh, they would have to add, I think, four. But they, then, then they want to just get one more seat in the majority. That's absolutely in the book for Democrats. Now, the bigger question I, I have after all of this is the eviction moratorium. It sounds like they're expecting still restrictions and lockdowns. They don't want to just release this right now because it would result, <clears throat> excuse me, in 
It would be harder for them to implement if they do actually engage in a new lockdown. Now, Joe Biden has said it July 30th. He says the U.S. will in all probability see more guidelines and restrictions amid rising COVID cases. Recently, Dr. Fauci said there will not be a lockdown or I don't think I don't think it was that definitive. I think he said something like there, there will probably be no lockdown. But we have this. CNN reports President Joe Biden said Friday the U.S. will in all probability see more guidelines and restrictions amid rising COVID cases and the rise of the Delta variant. Quote, and by the way, we had a good day yesterday, Biden told reporters on the South Lawn of the White House, uh, referring to what he said were encouraging numbers of people who got vaccinated. Pressed Friday on whether the U.S. is headed for more lockdowns and rising cases, White House Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters, the way we see this is that we have the tools in our tool belt to fight this, this variant. We are not going to head towards a lockdown. Our goal is to make sure that we are not headed towards that. That is not going to be the direction that we take because we have the tools to prevent that. Now, with all due respect, ma'am, it sounds like we are. I, I, I don't believe them. It's possible it's not. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. But I do think that they're just trying to ease everyone into it. We can see the policies. The mask mandates are all coming back. What are they going to do? Just like, oh, the mask mandates, you know, we didn't need them. We're going to reverse that right now. Why would they do that? I mean, maybe they would, but they're slowly escalating, not de-escalating. They say the administration's comments come as a new study published Friday by the U.S. Centers for uh, the, the, the CDC show the variant produces similar amounts of virus in vaccinated and unvaccinated people if they get infected. The finding was, was a pivotal discovery leading to the CDC's updated mass recommendation. The problem there, the White House is saying, even though that's true, it is still extremely unlikely a vaccinated person has a breakthrough case. If that were true, then why mandate masks? You see, I don't believe them. If breakthrough cases are exceedingly rare, then regardless of viral load, people will not need to wear masks if they're vaccinated. Why make 99.99% of people wear masks when it's the 0.001 who get a breakthrough case? It doesn't make sense. None of what they do makes sense. They say, Bill de Blasio, you get the vaccine or you get a negative test. But if people who are, are still having to wear masks because the vaccinated people could be spreading this, then you need to get them tested too. Amazing. I don't believe them. Now, booster shots. You think we're going to see booster shots? I think so. Check this out. From Fox News, June 27th. So this is a couple months ago. Booster may be needed for J&J shot as Delta variant spreads. Some infectious disease experts have already boosted with Pfizer or Moderna. Fox News reported a few say they have already boosted, even without published data on whether combining two different vaccines is safe and effective or backing from U.S. health regulators. I'm going to stop right there and say, do not do this. It is not approved. There's no data. There is some reporting now that people who have gotten the Johnson & Johnson vaccine have been able to get other vaccines as well. But I'm going to tell you this right now. They talk about some of these alternative treatments for, for COVID. And, and YouTube says you can't talk about it because it's not FDA approved. And I'll say the same thing to this. Talk to a doctor. Yeah, make sure it's a doctor who's knowledgeable, who understand what's going on in the world, and make sure make sure you trust them. I'll put it that put it that way. But there has been a lot of talk about these these booster shots. And here we go with Dr. Fauci today. Third COVID vaccine shot for people with weakened immune systems. Very high priority, says Fauci. CNBC reports federal health officials are working as quickly as possible to authorize a third COVID-19 vaccine shot for Americans with weakened immune systems. It is, it is clear now that such people 
including those with cancer or those who have had organ transplants, in general, do not produce an adequate immune response after receiving two doses of COVID, Fauci said, of, of, of the vaccine. Immunocompromised individuals are, are vulnerable, Fauci said during a White House briefing. It is extremely important for us to, uh, for us to move to get those individuals their boosters. And we are working on that, and we will make that be implemented as quickly as possible. It is a very high priority. Notice how he's talking about boosters definitively. So again, I bring this up because the question is, in relation to the landlords, will there be heavy restrictions or a lockdown? I am leaning towards there will be some kind of heavy restriction. We may not see it as a lockdown in the same way, but I think they're going to implement restrictions and they're going to be very serious. They go on to say immunosuppressed populations represent only about 2.7% of the U.S. adult population. Still, they make up about 44% of hospitalized COVID breakthrough cases. Studies suggest a third vaccine shot might help patients whose immune systems don't respond as well to the first or second dose. Four small studies cited by the CDC last month showed that 16 to 80% of people with weakened immune systems didn't have detectable antibodies to fight COVID after two shots. Among immunosuppressed patients who had no detectable antibody response, 33 to 50% developed an antibody response after receiving an additional dose, according to the CDC. Now, I want to slow down right there. They're saying even with the third shot, it's between a third and a half, 33 to 50% who actually still responded well. What do you think the response from regular people is? What do you think the response online has been? People being told you've got to get not one, but two, and maybe now boosters. Boosters, I think, are coming. Uh, but, but look, this is not new information. It is not me with a profound, a profound opinion. I think even Fauci had said in the past, there's a potential for booster shots. They talked about this maybe being a seasonal thing, in which case you'll get your COVID shot along with your flu shot every year. And again, I just tell you, go to your doctor and figure out what makes sense for you. And don't be pressured by internet, like me or anyone else. You'd be surprised what your doctor would tell you, so long as you have a good one you trust. They say it is clear from observational data that was made that they do not, in general, do not make an adequate response that we feel would be adequately protected, Fauci said Thursday. Other countries, such as France, are already giving out third shots to people living with cancer or other immune impairments. Israel announced last month it would offer booster shots to people over age 60. Some doctors have been pushing for the U.S. to allow immunosuppressed populations to get an extra dose, and many immunosuppressed Americans are already finding additional doses of the vaccine on their own. Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who led the FDA from 2017 to 2019 during the Trump admin, told CNBC on Monday he believes booster shots will be given to older and immunocompromised people by September or October. They're going to mention that Scott is also a contributor to CNBC. Now, I was browsing Reddit, and I see this story about the third COVID shot, and I thought that there was this interaction that was uh, really, really great. First of all, we have this post on Reddit. It says third COVID vaccine shot for people with weakened immune systems, very high priority, says Fauci. And the top comment says, under doctor supervision, my transplant recipient friend got two series, Pfizer and Moderna. Antibodies are there. First two shots didn't trigger a great response. That's interesting. This person then says, my doctors told me to wait on the booster and that the antibody test isn't really useful since there are no determined required values for immunocompromised patients. In other words, the test results wouldn't really give you an answer about if you are really protected. I'm definitely keeping tabs on the research. I really hope a third or even fourth shot will prove effective. Third or fourth. That's amazing. Now I want to show you there's a really, really uh, great response here. I tweeted about this. One, one user on Reddit says, nah, I'm good. I went out on a limb getting the first two, not going to continue to pump myself full of whatever this is. I loved that. 
I love everything about this interaction. The response. Another user responded by saying, quote, full of whatever this is. The science is there. The journals, the research, the studies, the peer reviews, it's all there. You're free to read it yourself if you truly cared about, quote, whatever this is. Another person responded, that is preferred. We don't need to waste vaccine doses on people like you. And then the next response is, oh, come on. They're obviously working. Surely we'll all be immune by the fifth shot. I don't know if that person's being sarcastic. <laughs> That's why I love this response. First of all, full of whatever this is. Quite literally, you can look it up. You can go to the CDC website. They show you the ingredients list. They show you uh, what is in it. And there's things you might be like, I didn't realize that was in a vaccine. Go, so go look for yourself. First, uh, furthermore, the journals and the research, you can read all of it too. But I do think it's funny that the uh, triple vaxxers are now calling the vaccinated or, or like they're, they're, they're criticizing people who are fully vaccinated. I just, I can't even, my friends. What is wrong with people? Go to your doctor, figure out what makes sense. But what is this tribalist psychotic behavior of like, you should just keep, keep going. Like, dude, dude, calm down. We're not even at the point where we know if we need boosters yet. And they're like, well, then we're not going to waste vaccine doses on people like you. This person says they got a fully, they got fully vaccinated. This is the problem. People go to the doctor. Doctors are like, get the vaccine. They go, okay. And then people online are screaming at the top of their lungs in, your, in people's faces. I mean that figuratively with stuff like this. And it freaks people out. This person said, I'm good. I got the vaccine. And, and the story is about shots for immunocompromised people. And someone's like, well, we don't need to waste doses on people like you. <laughs> What does that mean? I'll tell you what, man. Take a look at this from uh, Daily Mail. Arkansas hospital overwhelmed with COVID patients is so short on nurses that it's offering $25,000 signing bonus for each of its 230 vacancies. Whoa, 25 grand. Yikes, man. You come to me and say, Tim, do you think there's going to be another lockdown? I say, yes, here's why. I stated it earlier, but I'll stress it again with this context. We had doctors last time around. We had nurses. They were all dancing and doing the thriller dance or whatever because they had breaks. They were able to take time out to do their TikTok dancing where one group danced with a mock corpse. Creepy, right? Okay, they were able to. Now they're all quitting. They don't want to work anymore. Some nurses are on strike because they don't want to get vaccinated. Some are quitting because the pressure is too great. You think with a shortage of nurses, we're going to be able to get a handle on this this time around? Doesn't sound like it, it makes sense to me, now does it? Now, maybe we do. I don't know. We got a vaccine. It's a big difference, right? Last time around, we had doctors, but we didn't have the vaccines. Now we have the vaccines. I tell you this, as always, you got to talk to your doctors, people you trust. And I'm telling you this because of the story we're moving into. Myth Informed tweeted this clip with Joy Reid. Joy Reid and Stephen Colbert suggest that Donald Trump supporters are in a Jim Jones era death cult because of their COVID vaccine skepticism. Wow. This is fake news. Joy Reid's lying. In fact, Joy Reid tweeted some anti-vax stuff last year. Well, I mean, yeah, it was like Donald Trump is bad. Who's going to trust him and stuff like that? Okay. Well, Joy Reid's lying because we all know that Donald Trump is the biggest braggart about how he made the vaccination program work with Operation Warp Speed. We all know he's sitting there going like, the vaccine was mine. It's the greatest vaccine. Everyone agrees. Trump, I get emails from him because, you know, he does, he does that email thing where he's like, the great Trump vaccine. You know, he, he's bragging about it. He's always been bragging about it. Ron DeSantis, 
went out and said, now that we have the vaccine, it's time to reopen. And he and he went around and he advocated for it very heavily. Trump supporters are not in a Jim Jones era death cult, and I've got the data to back it up. But I think I can explain to you why it is that Joy was saying this. In this story that you may have seen, it's from a couple weeks ago, UPMC, life-changing medicine with the University of Pittsburgh School of the Health Sciences and Carnegie Mellon University. This is a study conducted by researchers at Carnegie Mellon and the University of Pittsburgh, which found vaccine hesitancy decreased among U.S. adults by one third between January and May. The tentative people are, while tentative people are concerned about COVID-19 vaccine safety and potential side effects, those with stronger views tend to distrust the government. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com Tim. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash T-I-M. So it's not just like this idea of Trump supporters. It's like anti-establishment people, I guess. The researchers published their results on MedRxiv, a preprint website, and announced their results today ahead of a peer-reviewed publication. Keep this in mind, not peer-reviewed, that matters. And not, not, not to say that peer review is the end-all be-all, but they do assert some very interesting findings. The largest decrease in hesitancy between January and May by education group was those with a high school education or less. That means people who have a, who have a high school diploma or are dropouts were more likely to get the vaccine or they were more likely to be less hesitant. They say hesitancy held constant in the most educated group, those with a PhD. By May, PhDs were the most hesitant group. Well, vaccine hesitancy decreased across virtually all racial groups. Black and Pacific Islanders had the largest decreases, joining Hispanics and Asians at having lower vaccine hesitancy than whites in May. I don't know what that means. They do mention that counties for uh, Trump supporter counties were more likely. They showed higher hesitancy and the difference in hesitancy between the areas is high and low. Trump support uh, grew over the period studied. This finding really highlights the politicization of public health recommendations. So it is true. Among Trump supporters, you will find a higher trend of vaccine hesitancy. It is more true that the most hesitant group are PhDs. I don't know why that is. I think, you know, your choices are between you and a doctor, perhaps. Perhaps these PhDs, um, I don't know. I have no answer. I, I, gotta be, I, gotta be, I have to be completely honest. I have no idea why that may be. Do they have, uh, have they reviewed the studies? Are they anti-establishment? Could it be that many of these PhD individuals are, are rogue, renegade, Marxist, anti-America, and so they don't believe the government? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I tell you this, when I see Joy Reid saying that it's a Jim Jones era death cult, it feels like what they're trying to do is pressure people. They want you to feel like you're part of the out group because it's not true. 
Donald Trump came out and was like, get the vaccine. Joy Reid basically says that in a religion, your savior dies for you. In a cult, you die for your savior. But that's literally not happening. Trump's begging people to get the vaccine. Well, he's not begging. He's like, I'm so great. The vaccine, everyone should get it. How is that him asking anybody to die is the opposite, unless there's something Joy Reid's trying to express that I don't quite understand. More importantly, we can see that for some reason, according to this study from UPMC, Carnegie, whatever, Carnegie uh, University of Pittsburgh and Carnegie Mellon, it's PhDs, the most hesitant group. You got to understand that these are the kind of things that make people skeptical. But I will tell you this, please do not take these stories as definitive proof Just because you see that one story which confirms what you already heard does not mean it's true. What I mean by that is you're going to see a whole bunch of stories where they're like, it's a guy who died and he was like healthy and unvaccinated and says, I wish I just had the vaccine and I should have got it. And I look at these stories and I'm like, dude, it's one guy. There's like there's like 10 of these stories. How many people have, you know, been fine after getting the vaccine? The same thing with vaccines. You, You hear a lot of stories about people with with adverse reactions. Most people don't even have any adverse reactions. The media is going to crank out stories to freak you out. That includes YouTubers. That includes conservative media. That that includes mainstream media. Have a keen, watchful eye. What I'm basically saying is trust yourself and your research. I'm not saying that you should ignore the experts. I'm saying research expert opinion. That's the funniest thing is that meme. You know, it's the don't don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree. And I'm like, yo, if my personal research is literally reading studies from the doctors, then isn't that like providing some weight? It's the weirdest thing to me that they say like, you know, vax research and it's like a doctor in a lab, like anti-vax research and it's a lady on a toilet. And I'm like, dude, okay, listen, if you're somebody who gets your information from like, you know, uh, super duper news dot super duper dot whatever and uh whatever. Some like crazy website where some random guy is like, I heard some crazy thing. It's like, okay, well, you may be getting bad information. You got to be careful there. I'm not going to pretend like every expert is a good person or knows everything because people are people. But if your research consists of you like reading scientific articles, then I think your Google search is okay. I, that makes sense. And then you can bring that to your doctor and ask me, hey, I saw this. Like, what do you think about this? See what they say. For all the people that are, that are, that, that are hesitant, I tell you this, there's nothing to be, to be, to, no, no, there's no fault, there's no harm in going to a doctor. And if you have concerns, dude, how amazing would it be if, the, if you have a doctor and you think they're wrong and you say, hey, doc, here's something I read and show them and see what they say. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% serious. Don't you want to, don't you want to see? Because I hear people say like, my doctor doesn't know what he's talking about. Then show him. No, for real. I'm, I'm not kidding. You may be surprised I'm not saying I know how the doctor would react. I think there's a lot of good doctors out there. And you'd be surprised. We have people come through here all the time. They talk to their doctors. And there are doctors who are conservative and voted for Trump and who are anti-establishment. Just find a doctor you trust. I'm saying that because some these doctors still are vaccinating the conservative guests we have in this show. Not that I think you guys are all anti-vaxxers or anything like that. Um, and I, and I, I don't think anyone who's hesitant is an anti-vaxxer. That being said, the bigger question, of course, which I'm trying to, to, to come around to is not vaccines. And I, I get wrapped up in that stuff. It's lockdowns. The Times of Israel says the government is going to wait to see if the boosters are effective before imposing a lockdown. I highlight this because I want you to pay attention. They say an official in the high level coronavirus cabinet speaking on the condition of anonymity tells the uh, con public broadcaster that the government will wait and see the effects of the third vaccine booster shot before declaring a nationwide lockdown. The chances of a lockdown in August are slim. 
The assessment is that they'll wait two weeks to see if the third shot helps bring down serious cases among the over 60s. They're already implementing the third shot, and they're already saying they don't know if it will be effective enough to avoid a lockdown. They do think the chances are slim. We already saw what happened in Australia and New Zealand. The Wall Street Journal says eradication of COVID is a dangerous and expensive fantasy. It seemed to work in New Zealand and Australia, but now ruinous, oppressive lockdowns are back. If these are any indication about what we can expect, we will likely see boosters. And depending on what happens in Israel, we'll see. It's fascinating to me. We're going to be entering the third shot phase. We are in the first, second. Now we're in the third shot phase for some groups. If this continues, I don't see it why, why it wouldn't. I think everybody will be getting routine yearly uh, shots. And if that continues, don't be surprised if you're getting a yearly updated vaccine card. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and we will see you all then. There have been a lot of stories about people who rejected the COVID vaccine, find themselves on their deathbeds, and then say something just very on the nose like, Egad, if only I had the vaccine. And I look at these stories and I'm like, for real, man? Like, I'm sorry, that's a little too on the nose. I kind of don't feel like people are being intubated or sitting there going, please, the vaccine. But that's the story they keep giving us. There was a one woman in Alabama and she's like, I have had people and they say, can I have the vaccine? And I'm like, I'm sorry, it's too late. And there was a story about the guy who was like, I should have got the damn vaccine. And then he dies. Uh, but to be fair, there was one viral story where it was a guy who recovered from from the hospital. And he's like, I'm still, gonna, I'm, I'm still not getting it. Look, whether you want to get it is entirely up to you and your doctor and what makes sense for you. I'm only bringing it up because the stories are too on the nose. I'm not saying they're not true. I have no evidence to suggest they aren't. And to be honest with the amount of people who have died from COVID, I'm sure there are many people who have expressed something like that. But these are the kind of stories that are just so insanely specific. People actually question the media. Now, to be fair, people are questioning the media for a lot of other reasons, too. Notably that you know, the media has been lying a whole lot for a real long time and people don't know what to believe anymore. Or at the very least, they feel they should not believe the mainstream media, which brings us to Florida. It brings us to Fauci, and it brings us to Joe Biden. Several big things are happening. Ron DeSantis, of course, has kept Florida open. He's saying no to vaccine mandates, no to mask mandates, and many other uh, uh, jurisdictions are starting to implement these restrictions. We're seeing mask mandates across the board. New York has implemented mandatory vaccination for public accommodation. Not everywhere, but as far as I'm concerned, you mandate it for one essential function of someone's life and you've mandated the vaccine. Now, that's led to a lot of uproar, but mostly from people on the right, I suppose. Now, interestingly, my understanding is that less than half of the country is actually vaccinated. And I, I don't know how this is going to play out. I will say for New York, when we had the debate with uh, Charlie and Vosh, Vosh brought up a really great point. Whether you like the guy or not, he said something very interesting that I didn't, did not consider. Most people or at least a large amount of people who got the vaccine didn't keep their vaccine cards. They were told they weren't going to need them, so they lost them. People are complaining they don't fit in wallets. What are you supposed to do with it? So they just got rid of it. So how will you even implement this anyway? Make people go get more vaccines, I guess? Well, apparently now they're reporting that if you got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is not an mRNA vaccine, that they will allow you to get a, a supplemental vaccine. And I'm just kind of like, you know what, man? 
Look, I think you make the decision with you and your doctor because the media is trying to, to scare you half the time to get ad revenue, and they don't know you. They don't know your history. We had Pete Parada from The Offspring. He's kicked out of the band, I guess, because he has uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Again, pronouncing it wrong, probably. But um, Guillain-Barre syndrome, and so he can't get it. That's why I think it's important you talk to your doctor. But here, here we go. I want to talk about Ron DeSantis first and foremost, but I want to highlight it just with this first. Fauci says he fears a COVID variant worse than Delta could be coming. Heavens, could it be that all the talk about a lockdown coming to the U.S. is true and correct? Perhaps. I'll tell you what I think. I don't think we're going to get the lockdown the same way. I think we're going to see what they call a lockdown. And then they're going to say, if you're vaccinated, you'll have an exemption or you will be the exception with an exemption to the lockdown. So they'll call it a lockdown so that they can say they can say they're applying it equally and then say, ah, but now thanks to this new science, people who are vaccinated are we're going to allow to go and do certain things. So the lockdown won't be imposed on only the unvaccinated. It'll be on everybody. And that, that'll be their workaround of saying we're not discriminating. But that means people like Pete Parada, well, you are going to be a second class citizen because you are medically unable to get that vaccine. That's why I don't like this idea. Of course, I know, I know the government has said there will be exceptions and, and things of that nature, but that makes no sense. I'm sorry. If you're saying like in, in a workplace, I understand this medical exemptions. The problem is if you're like, we must lock down the country and implement these strict vaccination mandates for the sake of all mankind to prevent the spread. Any exception breaks that, even for somebody who's deserving of one, like Pete Parada, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Well, here we go, baby. DeSantis strikes back. Joe Biden, the Biden admin, the media, basically all the Democrats are screaming Florida at the top of their lungs. If you look at the, the, the charts of hospitalizations, you can see that the amount of hospitalizations right now being tracked in Florida are comparable to the peak of COVID, uh, I believe it was last year. So it sounds like uh, there are some issues in Florida. Now, as I mentioned, or I don't know if I mentioned it here, but, you know, with a lot of older people in Florida, you, you, they're more conservative. They, they're more, uh, they're less trusting of government authority. They probably want more individual liberties. Then you have a lot of people who are Cuban exiles and probably Venezuelan exiles who also don't want to see government authority. So they're going to oppose the restrictions and the lockdowns. And that being said, the older folks are more susceptible to COVID. So you probably will see more hospitalizations. Well, the Biden admin's coming after DeSantis. So his response, he says, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID until the border is secure. That's fascinating. You know why? Well, it's fascinating because the U.S. may offer COVID vaccine to migrants crossing from Mexico. This is the big story that if you are an illegal immigrant and you cross the border, they'll say, would you like to get the vaccine? And you can say, no, thank you. And they'll say, okay, sir, have a nice day. Carry on. Well, how would you like a free plane ride to Tennessee? Because apparently that's something they're doing. Now check it out from the Daily Mail. Biden plans mandate for all foreign visitors to enter America as part of border reopening program. You got to be kidding me. I'm sorry, my friends. At this point, I think it is a fair analysis to say that Joe Biden is doing everything in his power to bring illegal immigrants into this country. Of course, he's not trying to stop it. I think any any statement from Democrats or Biden about them trying to stop the flow of illegal immigration is just a stupid slap in the face. And you'd have to be really dumb to believe it because now they're saying, OK, OK, well, you, you know, we're, we'll let you in anyway, even if you're not vaccinated. And that's what DeSantis is basically saying. He said Biden was importing the virus. Well, Biden's like, if you want to, if, if you're, if you're German and you want to fly to America for a vacation, you got to have the vaccine. 
But if you're an illegal immigrant coming through the southern border, whatever. This is crazy, crazy demoralizing, I'll tell you that. I have uh, 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 friends, Eastern European friends. I have, I have friends from all over, actually. And, you know, I've talked to several of them about coming to the U.S., and it's very difficult. Some countries require visas, like Brazil, for instance. You need a visa to come to the United States, and you need a, you need a Brazilian visa to go to Brazil. You have to actually apply and get it. It takes some time. Not that long, though. And then there are people in, in Europe I know who really want to come here, and they're like, why is it so difficult to get visas? Eastern Europe, it's particularly difficult. You know, a lot of people point out, though, they're like, that's why people fly to, like, Mexico and then just cross the border, because Biden's like, doors open, come on in. You're coming through an airport. Nah, that's not the people he wants. Isn't it funny that they go nuts about Donald Trump and the S, the Ishhole countries statement? He's like, we want more people from Norway. We don't want people from Haiti or whatever. Now, I don't know that he actually said that because it's just the word of some Democrat claiming Trump said it. Maybe he did. I wouldn't be surprised. The funny thing about it is it's inverted under Biden. Not to actually say countries are ishholes. I think some countries are destabilized, and I try not to be disparaging to other countries. I think we, we want to help them and not just insult. But it's interesting that there are countries that are less developed, and that's where Biden is mostly interested in bringing people in from. And then the more developed countries, not so much. See, the, see, the issue is, in the United States, we are a, a large producer of pollution. Not the largest, in fact, but we do produce a lot. And bringing people here means that will increase the rate of pollution in this country. I bring that up just to say for all of the leftists who are like climate change, it must be stopped. I'm like, then stop bringing people to America because we produce a lot of trash and you're going to bring people from countries that don't and bring them here and then they will. It's going to create demand for certain products. Well, to be fair, I guess with the economic collapse underway, I'm being somewhat facetious, we have uh, less pollution to worry about. I tell you, man. With the restrictions on the economy, with, the, with the, the mask mandates on children, with the debt ceiling crisis, with the eviction moratorium, the illegality of it, with Biden bringing in 1.2 million illegal immigrants to the southern border, not even checking to be, see if they're vaccinated, it really feels kind of like a controlled collapse, in a sense. It's probably the best way to describe it. Let's read this story from TimCast.com. If you haven't already, become a member of TimCast.com to support our fierce and independent journalist, journalism and journalists. The mainstream media is mad about the work we are doing. We are also launching a nonprofit fact-checking outlet. I mentioned this some time ago. I tweeted about it, what our plans are, how we're going to rate organizations, and we're going to fact-check our own articles, and we're going to rate our, uh, our own website. Well, to put, it, to put it fairly, actually, the nonprofit will be entirely separate from TimCast.com and independent. And we're going to have a team of fact checkers that are going to use standard journalistic ethics, probably SPJ and maybe Reuters. And then we're going to randomly sample articles from the past few months from various websites and then check for ethics violations and then give them markings X out of 100. I think you'd actually end up seeing like the New York Times with like a 70 out of 100. You'd see like the Washington Post with like a 65 out of 100. And you'd see a lot of conservative sites with like a really low ranking, you know, 35 out of 100. But to be fair, the Huffington Post probably would be like one out of 100. Uh, if you know the thing about like the Daily Wire is that they're they're a, an, an overtly opinion commentary website. The thing about the Huffington Post, they claim to be real news for the most part, but it is opinion commentary. So we're going to we're going we're to track this and, you, and then we're going to create a, a ranking of the top websites and show like what we found in the randomly sampled articles. We're going to link to the randomly sampled articles so you can see for yourself exactly what we're talking about. And, and we're going to be doing fact checking. So anyway, I digress. 
DeSantis tells Biden, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you until the border is secure. The Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, blasted President Joe Biden on Wednesday, asserting that he doesn't want to hear about COVID until the southern border is secure. Speaking at an event in Panama City, DeSantis ripped into Biden for nearly five minutes. He accused the White House of trying to implement a biomedical security state. Quote, this is a guy who ran for president saying he was going to shut down the virus. And what has he done? He's imported more virus from around the world by having a wide open southern border. I can tell you, whatever variants are around the world, they're coming across that southern border, the governor added. And so he's not shutting down the virus. He's helping to facilitate it in our country. DeSantis is right. Addressing the CDC's recommendation that all K-12 students and faculty wear masks, DeSantis once again said that that decision about masking will be left to parents. I can tell you in Florida, the parents are going to be the ones in charge of that decision. It's, it's the right way to do it, in my opinion. DeSantis went on to accuse Biden of wanting to mimic the controversial new citywide vaccine passports that are being implemented in New York City by Mayor Bill de Blasio and took a dig at them for believing people should have to show paperwork and identification to eat at a restaurant, but not to vote. He wants that. But yet if you want to vote, he thinks it's too much of a burden to show a picture ID when you're voting. So no voter ID, but you have to show your medical papers just to be able to live an everyday life. Give me a break. The governor said that Americans have to decide between living in a free society or we can have a biomedical security state. And I can tell you, Florida, we're a free state. Quote, if you're coming after the rights of parents in Florida, I'm standing in your way. I'm not going to let you get away with it. If you're trying to deny kids a proper in-person education, I'm going to stand in your way. And I'm going to stand up for the kids in Florida. If you're trying to restrict people, impose mandates. If you're trying to ruin the jobs and their ruin their jobs and their livelihoods and their small businesses. If you're trying to lock people down, I am standing in your way. And I am standing for the people of Florida. The Tant has concluded. So why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Bravo, good sir. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Florida. A lot of, a lot of exiles, uh, uh, people in exile, a lot of refugees, a lot of migrants there. Interestingly, that uh, it's a voted Republican and is concerned about illegal immigration, isn't it? I mean, you'd think a place full of refugees, according to the Democrats, at least would be pro-refugee. Or maybe the people of Florida recognize there are real refugees and then there are economic migrants. And as we can see with most of the people coming through the southern border, particularly through Texas and the Rio Grande Valley area, these people are economic migrants. Now, with all due respect, I, 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 I respect that, right? That's, with all due respect to these people, 
is a long and arduous journey. You are you are on the glorious quest to enter the shining city. I can understand that. I've seen enough movies about it to, and, and, and the quest. And you're from this, you know, small village. And they say, you know, in America, they have buildings so, so tall, you can't see the sky. And people have medicine and there's food. It's abundant and everywhere. And you're thinking, that's the place I need to be. And with respect, I love this country, too. That's why I want to see it uh, uh, progress. I want to see uh, reforms and changes to improve it and make it better. What's worrying to me is, 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 this, is this is the interesting position I think uh, you and I may find ourselves in. Perhaps you're a liberal or a conservative. Perhaps you disagree with me. But I think there are enough of you that agree with me. We want to see changes. We are not conservatives. I am not a conservative. The conservatives, as it's described, are the people who, who look at the, the history and say, stop. I don't agree with that. <laughs> not at all. I look at the country and I say, change for the better. We need to do better. The problem is, it's not the concern. I, I, I can argue with the conservative. You know, we can have a debate and I can be like, I think we should make these changes. And they'll say something like, stop. Well, that argument. I look to what the left is doing and they're tearing things down. Well, that's not what we want. We don't want this country to falter. We want this country to succeed, to strive. We want people to be successful. You want, uh, you want to save the environment? Me too. Hey, how about nuclear energy? Oh, what's that? The modern left says no. I want people to have freedom and rights. The Second Amendment, the left says no. The, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I always got to make sure I clarify. The establishment left, the Democrats, the neo-libs, they say no. Leftists like guns. The problem is, these, as I often say, these progressives, these young people align themselves with the Democrats. The Republicans can scream stop all they want, but I will take stop if people are burning the house down. You see what's happening? I look at things like police got to get reformed, man. I am not a fan. I just saw a story. I tweeted about it where a guy was like apparently chilling at a bar or something. And the cops came in and, and said that he was some guy, you know, we'll, we'll say John Doe. I don't remember the name. And the guy's like, that's not me. And they were like, too bad. You're under arrest. And they arrest him. So we, he goes to jail and he's like, that's not my name. And they're like, yes, it is. He goes to court and he says, your honor, I am not this man. I am someone else. And the judge said he's clearly delusional. Lock him up. And for two years, he was forcefully medicated. And then they finally were like, turns out he was telling the truth. He was not the guy. But the cops arrested him. They didn't check fingerprints. They didn't check ID. They just said, we don't care. Man, these things got to change. I don't want to see a single person shot and killed by a cop who panicked and freaked out. Do you know what? I don't know how you stop something like that. So I can certainly say, let's have a conversation around reforms. Reforms have always been particularly popular among most people. I think you'd go to most conservatives and say, we respect the police for the hard job they do, but we got to have some changes. And most people usually say like, yeah, of course. Although there's that trope about conservatives just saying, stop. I think if you present to conservatives that policing has changed quite a bit since the days of officer friendly, they might say, let's go back to the days of officer friendly. And I'm like, that's not too dissimilar to what AOC said when she said we need policing to, to look like it does in the suburbs. Yeah, OK, well, it's very difficult in big cities. No joke. So I think we need reforms. You take a look at what the left is trying to do, though. Open borders. Contra I mean, come on. Biden has open borders. They said they wouldn't. Here we go. This is the most fascinating thing about the whole thing is that the Democrats were saying over and over again, no, 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 we don't want open borders. That's a lie. The media said no one wants open borders. You tell me what this is. 1.2 million people walking across the border with no vaccine requirement. Yet if you want to be a tourist from England, 
You got to wait two weeks. You got to get a vaccine and wait two weeks. No joke. We try booking people from Canada and it's difficult for the IRL podcast. Yeah, you walk to the southern border. Biden's like, eh, sure. Doors wide open for those willing to break the law. That's insane to me. Well, my friends, I will tell you, I think we are headed for a lockdown. Fauci says he fears a COVID, wor- a COVID variant worse than Delta could be coming. What are they saying now? They were like Lambda is an Epsilon. It's like, oh, geez, here we go. Can we just get to the Omega variant? <laughs> here's, what we, here's what they're saying. This is from Axios. If America's current COVID-19 surge continues unabated into the fall and winter, the country will likely face an even more deadly strain of the virus that could evade the current coronavirus vaccines, Fauci said. Uh, Fauci told McClatchy Wednesday. Fauci's comments underscore the importance of acting quickly to vaccinate the tens of millions of Americans who have not been inoculated against the virus. The virus. The current surge in coronavirus cases nationwide is being driven by the Delta variant. As the virus continues to spread due to the insufficient vaccination rates, it is being given ample time to mutate into a more dangerous new variant in the fall and winter. Quite frankly, we're very lucky, lucky that, va- that the vaccines that we, now ha- uh, that we have now do very well against the variants, particularly against severe illness, Fauci said. If another one comes along that has an equally high capability of transmitting, but also is much more severe, then we could, we could really be in trouble. People who are not getting vaccinated mistakenly think it's only about them, but it isn't. It's about everybody else also. Now, now I'll be honest, that's true. I think about a glorious future like Star Trek with replicators and traveling the stars, and that requires collective action. What do I mean by that? I'm not a big fan of collectivism in, in, the, you know, in a certain sense, in the leftist sense. I am, though, in the sense of like humans working together and recognizing how to help each other and what you know, we should or shouldn't do for the betterment of mankind. That means don't throw trash on the ground because y'all screwing with my beautiful nature, things like that. So when I think about, you know, vaccines and stuff like that, I'm like, I agree. Okay. I think you should go to your doctor, make sure that you're doing everything right by your health because it's more of a, a deontological issue. As much as I'd like the whole country to be better, I think the grassroots decentralized method is the path forward. Individuals who can't get it, we respect their rights. If somebody's in a wheelchair, I think it's great that we build wheelchair ramps. We said, okay, all new buildings should have a wheelchair ramp next to their stairs. And I'm like, that's fantastic. I I love the idea. Why not? Just incorporate it into the design to accommodate people so that we can all work together and live together and maximize the potential of our neighbors. We're only as strong as the weakest link. As for mandates, though, I just don't think you can do that. I mean, I, I know the DOJ has said they can and they will in a lot of ways. But for customers, I mean, if you're if you're vaccinated, you're safe. Why are we doing this? Because people's choices. Sorry, that makes no sense. And so long as you push something that makes no sense, I'm going to tell you this. You're not going to convince people. Here's what I say. You want to know? There's a few reasons why I always say talk to your doctor. The first is obviously it's the right thing to do. Talk to a doctor. You know what I mean? Like find one you trust. If you if you don't trust the media, find a doctor in your area, ask them questions about, you know, uh, medical issues. And, and, and if you don't feel comfortable with them, then you, then you absolutely are entitled to go to somebody else. But I think you need to have that trusting person because the media is constantly flooding the zone with garbage. So you got to find that person you know and trust. And I tell you this, man, they may tell you things that are surprising. I've had, I, I know a lot of people. Uh, in fact, most of the people I know who got vaccinated have nothing to say about it, no adverse reactions at all. And the reason is, well, uh, uh, they didn't have an adverse reaction. They're not going to say anything. And then people only he- hear the squeaky wheels. 
You hear about VARES and things like that. And, and I, res- I, I, I think those are important. The CDC itself, this, this is the thing you got you to like, my, my friends, seriously, go to the CDC website. I, I read this stuff and they talk about allergies and they talk about VARES. They actually note the adverse reactions from VARES. They don't hide that stuff. It's, it's, it's crazy to me. Look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend the CDC is, is the great bastion of truth or anything like that. I'm just saying, talk to a doctor, have, you know, make sure that they've done their research and you trust them. But I tell you this, man, the fear mongering from the media is less about, in my opinion, COVID and more, in my opinion, about exploiting a crisis in order to enact authoritarian controls. I think they would do this regardless. In fact, when COVID first came out, YouTube demonetized me for talking about it. No joke. When it was going crazy in Wuhan, they demonetized my video and said, do not talk about this. And I said, what? One, it's a news story. That's insane to me. How are you going to tell me I can't talk about news? And then when like a month or two, they're like, okay, fine. Now you can talk about it. 15 days to slow the spread. Because you know what I think? I think COVID is serious. I think the Delta variant is serious. And I think Trump accomplished a vaccine. And I think you can make that decision with your medical provider about what makes sense for you. And you don't got to hear it from me. However, I do think for the most part, Fauci and all these other and, and many other people in government have decided this is an opportunity to freak people out and exploit a crisis for authoritarian controls. So, of course, people don't trust the media. And you know what? Why should they? I actually tend to. This is really funny, isn't it? I'm, I'm so critical of them. Yeah, because they put out too much crap, but it's not always garbage. You can sort through and check source material and see that very often media outlets are putting out good information. I would avoid websites like CNN. No joke. Like I use CNN for sources when I can, when I can literally check the facts and like find the actual source material. I wouldn't go near CNN unless I could. The New York Times is okay, however, but CNN is complete and utter trash. CNN's basically Huffington Post. Anyway, I think we're facing a new lockdown. I think it'll likely be something like we have to lock down. Oh, no. And then a week or two later, they'll say we're going to start easing the lockdown first for those that are vaccinated. Why? Because then everyone's going to be like, so if I get vaccinated and go outside, that's right. And then they will. And that'll be their play to get everyone vaccinated. I don't like the idea that the ends justify the means. That's that's more utilitarian. And that violates the individual liberties of, of human beings. I am. I, I think the individual is, uh, as, as the saying goes, the smallest minority. That means we must protect the rights of individuals. And if we do, you will find the rights of everyone are then protected. But if you go the utilitarian route and say that we are going to violate the rights of one group for the betterment of of another, well, then you are quite literally oppressing people. Of course, the left doesn't seem to get that, but I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. This is what Democrats vote for. Rep. Cori Bush, in response to criticism over her spending tens of thousands of dollars on private security while advocating for defunding the police, tells regular working Americans to, quote, suck it up. She says, we have to defund the police. And, you know, I'm important and saving lives, so I need my private security. That's right. In cities across the country, we've seen many Democrats, many politicians advocate for or actually defund their police departments. I think I I, I covered this months and months ago. It was around 260 or so departments that had defunded their police to a certain degree. In New York, they did it. In in, in, uh, Minneapolis, they did it. I believe in Seattle, they did it as well in many places. But we then learned that these Democrats in many of these jurisdictions hire expensive private security for themselves. 
when criticized in the Washington Post of all places, Cory Bush says, suck it up because I'm important. I'm doing the important work. I'm saving lives. So I get special privileged access to security. We all warned this would happen. Remember a year ago, you said it. I said it that what's going to happen is they are effectively going to privatize the police. They are going to give themselves their own special police who will probably act outside of the law. And the rest of you will be left wanting. Now, of course, you may have noticed me saying things like abolish the police. It's not for the same reason that many of these leftists say. They come out and they say, oh, the police are all racist. My thing is more so look at what's happening with the with the anarcho tyranny, with Black Lives Matter rioters smashing up windows, taking away people's right to defend themselves, uh, themselves while extremists are actually killing people. How many people died in the George Floyd riots? I think directly, it's like two dozen. And in the periphery, it's over 30 or 35. And there are many regular people. We see these stories. They aren't allowed to defend themselves. I'm not all about that. And it's the police who are doing it. So I say, call their bluff. Of course, the anarchists, uh, be it ANCAPs, uh, ANCOMs or libertarians are you know, calling me based for saying it. It's not for the same reason, necessarily. It's certainly not for the same reason as these individuals. I actually think a functional and reformed police department is a fantastic thing, and we should respect those willing to do a very difficult job. There are many good cops out there that I totally understand. But so long as I see more and more stories about Black Lives Matter extremists and anarchists getting away with committing these crimes, I'm going to keep saying it. There's a meme going around among libertarians where it shows um, a guy in a MAGA hat being arrested. And he said, or, or it's, it's, it's a, uh, uh, it's a guy he's saying back the blue. And then in the next one, he's being arrested. And he says to the cop, thank you for your, ser- for your, ser- your service or something like that. Or, you know, thank you for, for being a police officer. We see what's going on with the cops going to people's homes and arresting them for them, for defending themselves. We've already seen the story. I think it was in Baltimore where they were serving a red flag warrant. So this is a guy who has no idea what's going on in his house. Cops just show up one day and say, we're coming to take your guns. And he said, no, you're not. And they killed him. He was shot and killed in a scuffle. We have seen other stories like this. So this is not a condemnation of police officers or uh, of, of, you know, those who are willing to take these these dangerous jobs and often for very little gratitude. This is a problem with the system as a whole. And I will tell you this. So long as we are capable, responsible, uh, intelligent individuals, then perhaps it's time to restore personal responsibility and community responsibility. So I'll tell you where I may overlap with these individuals. They say community policing. I say, yeah, call it a militia. Right. Right. How about this? You keep in bare arms. You come to your neighbors and say, we will be responsible for the safety and security of our own neighborhood. How's that for you? Because I'll tell you this, what's happening in the cities is not going to go over well. The police defended the Black Lives Matter paintings in the streets. If the police are not doing their jobs or they are just servicing corrupt politicians who steal money, then we've got a very serious problem. Now, to be fair, you know, sheriff's departments, elected officials, actually rather different. And, and to be completely honest, I think these big cities have problems and we definitely need to, to be more real, serious reform because we can't tolerate this. You take a look at what's going on with the Metro Police Department in D.C. and the Capitol Police, what's happening with these people from January 6th who are being locked up in solitary confinement. Now, I got no problem with these people being arrested. In fact, if you were rioting at the Capitol, I think you should be. But what the treatment they're receiving is absurd. And more importantly, the propagandistic psychotic behavior that we are seeing from these cops in these in in this hearing, they're crying. No, 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 no. I'm not going to support these guys. Sorry. 
I get it's a tough job. I do. I do. Especially for the D.C., the cops who were there in, in D.C. I mean, that was crazy. Those people should not have been storming the Capitol in, in any sense. And then you see Black Lives Matter. And what do we get? The, these cops are like, well, that's different. No one's overthrowing CVS. And it's like, are you? Oh, well, hold on a minute. Am I supposed to sympathize with wealthy elite politicians or the small working class? Sorry, I'm not going to defend these guys. Don't care. As far as I'm concerned, abolish the police. I know a lot of conservatives have said Tim's Tim's okay with crime, criminals going for. I never said abolish prisons. Oh, wait, no, no, actually I did. Well, no, reform prisons. I think we definitely need to have some kind of carceral system. I did say I agree with AOC in a certain sense. She wants to abolish prisons and police. And I'm like, well, maybe the way we're doing it now, for sure. I think there's better ways to handle this. But I will say, take responsibility for yourself. That's the best thing I can do, because I've seen too much of what's going on. People need to be personally responsible. But I, I, I think it's fair to point out the sheer hypocrisy of these Democratic politicians. From TimCast.com, suck it up. Cory Bush defends hiring private security guards while demanding America defund police. So-called squad member Cory Bush defended spending thousands of dollars on private security this week while demanding Americans defund the police, saying average folks just have to suck it up. She said, quote, I'm going to make sure that I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to allow that, said Bush. So if I end up spending $200,000, if I spend 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. You know what, man? Uh, I'm I, I, I not a fan of these people at all. But if you still live in a city at this point, I don't know what to tell you, man. New York just mandated vaccines. And I've, I've heard from so many people. They're like, I don't like this stuff. I don't agree with it. And it's like, OK. You can stay in and challenge this stuff. You can stay and you can vote. Let me know how that works out. I mean that in all sincerity. Keep voting, keep trying, and that's respectable. Or you can leave. I think people need to leave these cities. I think when you have New York, which is overwhelmingly Democrat, being there and, and saying no to this, it is okay. It's a good thing. But at a certain point, the ship is sinking, man. And so for me, I got in New York because there were bombs being planted. There were, there were assassinations of police officers. And then I saw that things weren't working. You know, they, they, they send the police to the areas they say are high crime. And then you end up with the Democrats saying that they're sending it to these black neighborhoods because they're racist. And I'm like, yo, the people running the city are Democrats. You voted for them. It is insanity. It's absolute insanity. The only real response I have to all of this is personal responsibility with respect to those who are firefighters and paramedics and police officers and service members. In the end, personal responsibility. There is some collective action I think that is good. I actually think that the, uh, the overall police are a really, really good thing because it allows disputes to be resolved by, in a sense, neutral arbiters, right? If there's one militia group and then someone, you know, runs to their neighborhood and then another militia group is chasing, saying that guy stole from us, like, how do you resolve that? Well, police work together. So they're basically like, y'all can shut up. I don't know or care. It's going to go to a judge. And it's actually a pretty good thing. A lot of people on the left don't seem to understand that our court system is a good thing, okay? Even when you get arrested, I'll tell you this. For the people who complain, like, I was unjustly arrested, and I'm like, yes, that's bad. I'm not a fan of cash bail because I don't like the idea of, of financial uh, punishment or, or requirement for somebody who's, who's accused of committing a crime. I will say, however, you get to go to court. 
It's not easy. It's not perfect. But you get to go to court. I have been in these situations. I have been falsely arrested and I got to go to court. And I'm lucky because I've been to countries where that is not true. It needs to be better. Honestly, it needs to be better. And we can do a better job. What Cori Bush is saying, though, just shows the ego, the insane ego of these people. I'm doing the work so I get to be here. No. I mean, look, politicians need security that I get. But you need to have a different system in place. You can't just say we're taking away private security, our, the public security from regular working people. There are certainly problems with police departments. Sure. Well, this is a response to this from the Washington Post. Of all places, this, is, this one's really amazing. Democrats want police protection for themselves, not for the rest of us. The Washington Post says Rep. Cory Bush is an outspoken advocate for defunding the police, who has called America racist and declared the modern day policing is another system of bondage through which slavery quite literally lives on today. So it was ironic to say the least when news broke that Bush paid nearly $70,000 over the past three months for private police protection. In truth, Bush isn't paying for personal security. Her campaign donors are paying for her personal security. Her police protection accounted for more than a third of her campaign expenditures during the second quarter. So the very individuals and organizations that were so excited by her calls to defund the police that they contributed to her campaign are actually funding police to protect Cori Bush. The problem is her constituents don't have rich supporters willing to pay tens of thousands of dollars to protect them. They have the police and the city of St. Louis, which Bush represents in Congress, recently cut four million dollars from its police budget and eliminated 98 officer positions. Where is the money going? About 1.5 million will go for affordable housing. Another million will go to assist the homeless population. And another million will be diverted to crime victim support services, including funeral expenses for crime victims. Maybe if St. Louis had 100 more cops in the streets, there would be fewer funerals. Last year, the city had 262 homicides, the most per 100,000 since the 1970. Yet despite the explosion of murders in her city, Bush praised the decision to take almost 100 police officers off the streets of St. Louis as historic. You're allowed to have guns in St. Louis. The McCloskeys got pardoned. They walked out onto their lawn. People were, were entering private property and they brandished firearms and they got pardoned. I'm not I'm not I'm not in, I'm not interested in playing this game. I, I, don't, I don't quite understand. Let me be honest with you guys. I see Black Lives Matter protest and get away with it. I see them firebomb buildings and get away with it. I see some get arrested. I see some get charged. Most of them get away with it. In D.C., I was there. I watched them set fires and smash windows. And D.C. paid them millions of dollars in a settlement. I see that over and over and over again. And I say to myself, what are the police doing to stop this? People come to me and say, Tim, don't blame the cops. It's the courts. It's the DAs. And I'm like, I agree. But if the police can't do it, if they won't do it, and if they would still arrest someone for bearing arms to defend themselves, why should I support that? If they would still defend the corrupt politicians painting Black Lives Matter in the streets, why should I support that? Now, I may disagree with Cori Bush. I may think that she is a narcissistic, uh, uh, you know, arrogant individual. But you know what? I'm not going to defend police departments that aren't protecting working class people when the city is paying the extremists off in places like D.C. and they can riot outside of a courthouse and the police don't do it. And, and, and it's amazing. To me. People say, but they you know, when they're when they're arresting, you know, conservatives or, 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 you know, people who oppose Black Lives Matter, when they're arresting people who are just bearing arms, they're being forced to do it. No, they aren't. There's the door, man. You can walk right out. How could we? Sit here and say a cop should do their job 
to arrest a law-abiding American for uh, for doing one for breaking one law that I find unconstitutional, and that is keeping and bearing arms. And I'm not talking about like NFA items even. I'm talking about the story of the guy in Baltimore. The cops show up to his house, and he didn't know they were coming for a red flag warrant. It was, a, 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 you know, the red flag thing, right? Like, I, I guess it was his sister or sister-in-law said he was a danger to himself and others. So the cops got a court order, went to his house and said, we're taking your guns. The dude had no due process. You can't go to a non-adversarial court, get a written, just take it. No, due process is he gets a chance to go to the judge and say, your honor, I'm fine. This is a private dispute. Instead, red flag law served and they came and they took his guns away. Or I should say, I'm sorry, they tried and he refused and he was shot and killed. Why should I support stuff like that? I understand not every single cop does this. I understand that the basis for the left's defund the police is wildly disproportional to reality. You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com slash Carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Visit now. But at the same time, if the DAs are cutting these people loose, then at the very least, here's what I'll say. I like the idea of sheriffs. Why? They're elected and they, they are beholden to constituents. That's great. Because if that sheriff does something wrong, people say, I'm not going to vote for him. That's good. City, big city police departments specifically, they, I think, should just go. You know why? It's the big city Democrats are the ones that are calling for it. Far be it from me to tell them they can't do it. Now, to be fair, I had a great conversation with Charlie Kirk and Will Chamberlain, and they pointed out, Tim, you're so libertarian. Cause, and they said, but, th- but we are not. Charlie and Will explained that they were conservatives and they think the law must be enforced regardless of what the local communities want. It's an interesting p- position. Charlie made a great argument. He said, should the uh, uh, National Guard have been deployed, it may have been the army, to enforce um, desegregation. And I was like, you know, that I think was a good thing. I think segregation is wrong. There's an interesting conundrum in what you're willing to enforce and what you're not willing to enforce. And for that, I said, that's a great point. I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers. I can only say, at the very least, I want to promote people being responsible more for themselves. And I want to promote not taking actions against someone for the sake of some end goal, some utopian vision. I'll tell you what you'll get with defunding the police from Democrats. You will get strict gun laws and you will get private police that will will do nothing for you. The Democrats view of defunding the police and abolishing the police is anarcho tyranny. That may arise, too, with a general abolition of police. That's why I I don't like the idea. I like the idea that police are beholden to the public to a certain degree, more so sheriff's departments. We've seen sheriffs do bad things. There was a sheriff who arrested a a salon owner, I think it was. No, no, I don't know. She was opening her business during COVID. And so they issued a warrant for her arrest. She was like 30 miles away. The sheriffs came and arrested her for this. That's wrong. 
think that's wrong. Why should I defend those sheriffs? Now, I, I get that. I think most sheriffs actually do a fairly good job. And my, my encounter, uh, encounters with them have been pretty good. City police like New York, sorry, uh-uh, never going to defend them. I, I once was in a cab, right? Let me tell you a story. I was in a cab, leaving a bar, a little drunk, wasn't responsible. Uh, well, I didn't drive anyway, but I was like, hey, you know, call a cab. And so my apartment, it was straight over the bridge, straight down Broadway. There you go. All done. So I get in the cab and he drives across the bridge and I fall asleep on the bridge. I wake up only a couple blocks later with him zigzagging between blocks, trying to run up the meter because he thought I wasn't paying attention. I asked him what he was doing. He says, don't worry. And I say, no, 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 no. I live straight. Why are you turning? And he had done it several times already. I said, no, stop the car. And he refused. He tried hitting the gas. So I popped the door open and jumped out while the car was moving because this guy's trying to kidnap me. He comes out of his car and starts chasing after me. I run inside. He's outside screaming. I say, can you call the cops? The cops came and mugged me. No joke. The cops showed up and said, we don't care. We don't care what happened. Give us your money or else. And I said, what? I called you. This guy's threatening me. They said, we don't care. They took my wallet, took the cash out, handed it back to me and said, you want to ride home? And I said, no, that's New York. I'm not playing games. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't care for that. They can't handle the riots. Then I don't, I'm not going to defend that. I'm not going to defend them. Now, no, okay, I get it. Personal experience. But you know what's going to happen. In New York, they defended 27 cops, defended that Black Lives Matter mural, which was not legally done. I'm not going to defend cops if they're not going to defend working people. So when all this was going down, when all the riots were happening, I was like, defunding the police is stupid. We've got lunatics running through the streets. We need cops to stop this stuff. And they did. They did. They, 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 a lot of cops got injured. Some cops have lost their lives. And I have tremendous respect for these individuals. But now we're beyond this. And what are we seeing? Now, after all is said and done, more and more stories of regular people being arrested and being abused and these 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 capital police going on TV and the MPD and, and, and crying and saying, you know, basically, screw you. I'm not I'm not going to play that game. I won't do it. So you know what? I think at least in the rural areas, sheriffs are fine. Big cities. How many of you are conservative and live in a big city? To be completely honest. Because I don't think it's that many. I think there's cert- you certainly are, are, are out there. But most conservatives in big cities are still fairly liberal individuals. That's what I find interesting. I don't know who the people are who are conservatives saying we must defend the police. And I'm like, but do you live in an area with a large police department? For real. I live in the middle of nowhere. We have a sheriff. We have, we have, we have a, a county sheriff. That's about it. No, that's seriously it. And I think they're fantastic, especially where I'm at. They do a great job really nice. In fact, I'll tell you this too. Surprisingly, the state troopers in Maryland, they've been great. They've been really great. Local police for for like medium to larger cities need to get their act together. I don't know. I look at what happened in Minnesota and Minneapolis. The cops are, 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 they run out. Too many cops, uh, uh, I think the good ones have left. Now we're seeing more and more bad cops keep these jobs. And I think conservatives need to recognize, well, conservatives probably won't, but at least the more liberty minded individuals need to recognize now that Democrats have put the pressure on and they've gained control in many areas, it's only going to get worse. They're not going to enforce things like, look, I mean, come on, man, look at the autonomous zones, the no go zones in Seattle and Portland and in, in Minneapolis where people are being shot and killed and the cops don't do anything about it. But I tell you this, there is a video of a man I don't know who he is. I don't, I don't care for his opinions, but I can tell you he's backing away from a bunch of Antifa 
And they're like coming at him. And one guy's like pointing a rod. Guess who got arrested? The guy walking backwards. The police then apologized to Antifa. So long as I see that, I say, hey, these Democrats, they're barking up the wrong tree. You know what I think will happen? Let them defund the police. Let them do it more and more and more. Crime is skyrocketing. Now we're seeing in the polling data I showed yesterday that support for Biden, support for Democrats and support for Black Lives Matter is in the gutter. So let baby have their bottle. Call their bluff. No, I'm not okay with crime. No, I'm not okay with people being attacked, assaulted and abused. And no, I'm not okay with the cops taking people's right to defend themselves. Because if they're not going to arrest these people, but they'll arrest you, we got a problem. Anyway, rant over. Hey, how's that for an abolish the police rant? Feel free to disagree. I don't think I'm the smartest person in the world. I don't think I'm right about everything. And I think you should just tell me I'm wrong in the comments. My opinions have been swayed before, notably recently, when I had the conversation with Michael Malice about the right to defend yourself. You made a great point I hadn't considered, and I should have. And I've had a lot of people, uh, and, and I used to be more for gun control, and now I'm more pro 2A. If you are pro Second Amendment and you think you should have a right to defend yourself, I completely agree. And the cops are the ones who are taking it away from you. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.